It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Scoop, I apologize right off the top here, okay? I'm, I'm going to look away from you. All right. I'll come right back to you in just one second. I'm going to turn my attention to Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. And I'm going to look over at the, the camera here. I'm going to give you just a turn right around, and I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm going to direct my attention to Seth Goldberg, hashtag Greenberg. <laughs> Dude, what's up with dropping the knowledge about Kobe still grieving the loss? I'm sorry, of Carmelo still grieving the loss of Kobe Bryant, and he will not be playing tonight in the Lakers in the Sports Center. I was going to lead with that, my man. I guess we're not burying the lead. So <laughs> you have to be able to adapt on the fly to things in life. So I've learned that now is the time to do just that. I'm going to open this way instead, Scoop. All right. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. This is what we've all been waiting for. Good morning. Yeah. What are you so excited about? What are you so excited about? First things first. Thank God it's Friday. And secondly, the Super Bowl. This weekend. The Super Bowl. This weekend. We're just going to watch football, drink beer. What about Monday? We're doing anything Monday. I'll just call in sick. Works for me. Let's get started. It's showtime. And I just have to say, I'll look back at the camera on Twitch, and I'm just going to say, nothing personal, my man. Just bummed me out. I was like, oh. You ever see Grandpa Simpson it, where it's old, the old man yelling at clouds? Yes. The meme where he's got the arm on. He's like, you kids, I can't believe you did that. You stole my lead. Damn it. I'm Rain Scoop. Tiff's in studio with us today. Uh, while we're on the subject of twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk, let's just give them the Duke Watch Party information right now. Because I want to talk a little bit about Syracuse basketball right after that. Do you have it in front of you, Scoop? Yes, yeah, 745 tomorrow night. Eric Devendorf and Roosevelt Bowie. You're going to watch live reaction as they watch the game. So you have the game on TV or you've got it on Brother Station TK99. And then you call up this broadcast on twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk and watch the live reaction from Roosevelt and Eric. And they'll be cracking jokes. They'll be hooping and hollering when there's a big play or a big three. You get to enjoy the the game through their perspective a little bit. 745 tomorrow night. Hashtag Stripe the Dome. That's happening whether you're in blue, white, or orange. Depends on where you're sitting. I'm sure everybody knows about that. We covered that in depth and in detail yesterday. Gave all that information out. That'll be fun to see. Uh, The second of three attempts. The next one is coming up at the end of February for the North Carolina game. Syracuse has a 22.5% chance to win this game. That's what expected. But, hey, beat Zion, didn't we, down there? So anything is possible. The team's playing better than it has all year. It was a tough one-point loss. Well, we beat Duke. Listen, man, Clemson beat Duke. There are teams that have beaten Duke. They've lost some games this year that have surprised me. This is a year where I think we've had seven different number ones atop the pole. So any team can beat any team at any given time. Jim Beheim has said it for 44 years, and it's just a simple fact. I think Coach K would tell you that whenever these two teams meet, throw everything out the window, all the patterns, everything that you try to establish that's gone on from history to sort of maybe connect the dots to what the results Saturday night will be or, you know, this this new game. Because these two teams, this is going to be a rivalry game for a long time, and they love to challenge one another. Yeah, I was thinking we could break it down, and we could look at all these numbers, and we could go stat boy on this scoop. But I'm like, you know what? You throw it out the window. I'd rather just figure out what happens 
as I'm watching the game and let it develop organically by itself. Because everything that you think you know or everybody that analyzes it with all these numbers or whatever other reasons you want to bring into the discussion, you know what? Throw it out the window because half the time it's wrong. You can't predict what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to get hot. Buddy gets hot. Joe Girard gets hot. What if they have a bad shooting day? You don't want that to happen. Of course, I'm not trying to jinx anything, but it's always a distinct possibility. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who might get injured during the course of the game on either roster? So let's just enjoy the most attended basketball game of the college basketball season. They just hit, what, about 23,000. They're going to blow past that by 10,000 tomorrow. Just exciting. This is one of the biggest games nationwide in the country. I mean, I'm psyched for this game. I have had this date circled on my calendar since the schedule came out, and I know you feel the same. I predict I score at least six beers. (laughs) At least six. Well, since since I no longer partake in the alcoholic beverages, I predict three cups of coffee, two in the second half, one in the first. I'll be just gibbering and jabbering at the television watching this game. I'm not going to the game. I wish I was, but I'm not. Got some stuff going on with the kids and Mrs. Rain and the fam. They've got some things going on, but I'll be home with a couple of the raindrops screaming at the TV. And my son will be going, stop yelling. I'm trying to redecorate my apartment, and you're interrupting me. And if it's not that, then I'm being radio daddy for a second. But Scoop's coming over for the Super Bowl on Sunday. But I'm warning you ahead of time that he's been selling things. He's playing store last night, so he took an old Vans box, uh, Vans the sneakers. Okay. That was his cash register. And then he basically took all the little tchotchke toys that he has, and he took uh, a plastic case that we usually store his stuffed animals in. He dumped them all out, threw them all over, flipped it over, put all of the tchotchkes on top of that, set up the Vans box. Then he made us give him all of our like singles and change, so he had about seven, eight bucks, and then he proceeded to dole it out to everybody in the house to give them some money so that they could come shopping and buy things from him. And when he, when you would purchase something, he would pretend to scan it and go beep, and then you would give him the money. So then he'd come back to you ten minutes. He'd come back ten minutes later, and he would ask you to buy something else. And I said, for example, I said to him, "Well, I don't have any more money. I gave it all to you." he would give you money back so that you could go shopping again. So it's actually a pretty good deal. He's literally like those emails I get from Kohl's every 15 minutes to go in and buy sheets or athletic wear or something like. I mean, I I could buy something from them four times a day at least with as many emails as I get. I I apologize for digressing there and going off on a tangent. We'll get back to the Super Bowl party in a second. I will uh, buy some of his toy cars tomorrow. Let's just... uh, Plant that bug in his ear. You know, no, 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 no. They're not for sale. Those, no, I asked. Oh. Those weren't for sale. Oh. No, that, that, no. He had. Oh, th- he's going to drive a hard bargain, is he? He had three blocks. He had three <laughs> rubber duckies. He For the Bacon Fest, you know, we do the Bacon Fest, yeah. this company does. So they were giving out these slap bracelet things. You slap it and it goes around your wrist and right. locks in place. Uh, and they had different ones, different colors, different bacon designs and slogans. He was selling those. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. He had some a few small stuffed animals. I'll, uh, buy, I'll buy a rubber duck or two, and maybe that'll help him get into a, a fancier repartment. He, yeah, well, he moved his repartment. You'll you'll learn that on Sunday when you come over for the Super Bowl. He had a chain that was all like knotted up that his grandmother had given him for something. Miss, uh, my mother-in-law had given him. He was selling that as well. That was actually the least expensive item on the table. If you wanted to buy it individually, that was only 25 cents. 
but I got three rubber duckies for a dollar twenty-six. So we have items that start at twenty-five cents, huh? Yes, up to about a dollar seventy-five because he didn't have that much change handy because every. You know, not everybody had purchased anything. I was first in line. Dad gets to go first. It's like Dollar Tree. He may charge you for the wings at the house. He might ring oh. you out for those. So I, I better, I better bring singles. This is like I'm going to the strip club. Yeah, pretty much. In a weird sort of way, it kind of is. Um, the pizza's approved that you want to bring over also. Okay, all right. We're going to talk more about the food and all of the other aspects of Super Bowl Sunday in just a minute. Big game. We'll get to that in our next segment. Uh, but one last thing about Syracuse basketball while I get us back on track here, the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. There's some serious recruits going to be in the house to absorb the atmosphere of what Syracuse Duke is all about at the Dome. 30-something thousand. It's, it's, you just cannot rip, you can't replicate the atmosphere anywhere in college basketball other than the Final Four. I mean, that's the only way you're going to see anything like that. But that's that's something all of its own. I mean, there's nothing like that. That's the pinnacle. How could anything else be a better way to recruit than to have them at the Q's-Duke game? I mean, this is a great platform to impress these guys. I mean, it, how do you, you know... Go to that game and go, oh, yeah, it's just okay. I mean, you could you could even back off Chase Atkinson, who is a defensive back uh, commit. He took his official visit and was loving the atmosphere. And that's not even including who's going to be in, te- in attendance. This is just a basketball recruiting visitor list. And if I butcher the pronunciations, you know, sometimes some people are still learning how to say Merrick Dolajai the right way or Barama Sidibe. So don't hold that against me. But Donovan Klingen, he is a uh, class of 22 a six foot ten, uber athletic. He's going to be in the house. Zion Cruz. So we might have our own Zion. He's a shooting guard, class of twenty twenty two. JJ Starling, uh, twenty twenty two point guard. He's got three offers already. Dior Johnson is another guard in the class of twenty twenty two. I mean, there's some names. Who was the other one? Oh, Mac Etienne was the other one. A twenty twenty one four star center prospect. Did you mention Patrick Tape? Uh, Patrick, did I miss him? I don't. I I didn't hear him, but maybe you did. That, no, no, that might have been uh, one that I missed. But there you go. I mean, there's all of them. It's it's amazing. And I mean, how do you turn down that environment? You've at least got to give it some serious consideration. Well, it's one of the great atmospheres in college basketball. Obviously, you you could mention Duke and Kentucky. And and probably some other programs, North Carolina, is having just these amazing atmospheres for college hoops, and that impresses a kid who comes in, who is maybe not used to playing in front of so many people, and then you go, wow, I'm really going to have a chance to shine, and what a what a great way to to recruit the Q's two game. I had just I had just acknowledged a Dino Babers Syracuse football recruit. How does Dino Babers have anything to do with the Super Bowl? You may have heard already, and if not, we're going to answer that question for you. Upcoming on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We are going to talk about the Super Bowl next. It's time, because it's Sunday. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. The Burdick Ford Burdick Toyota Basketball Pregame Show with Seth Goldberg and Danny Shays prior to SU Hoops Games all season long. Tomorrow on Twitch only, twitch.tv slash Talk between 7 and 8 before that big game with Duke. Scoop. 
I posted a drinking game on my at K-Rock Rain page on Facebook. I missed that. Yeah, there's a drinking game that you can play. It's, it's got a whole bunch of fun stuff listed. I don't have enough time to go through it, but if you want to see that, it's out there at K-Rock Rain on Facebook. A Super Bowl drinking game? Yeah, it, 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 pertaining to the 49ers and the Chiefs on Sunday. Okay. There's all sorts of fun stuff in it. There's even a Cowboys reference in there. So I, I thought, you know, kind of makes fun of them a little bit. That should... I should anger a few Cowboys fans out there. Oops. Do you see the cryptic picture that Tom Brady had posted that's got Twitter and social media, all sorts of up in arms? Tiff's in studio with us today on the Sportzilla Show, nodding her head. What did you think about that? Is he walking away or is he or is he walking towards you? Is this like the dress? I saw that on Twitter as well. What do you I, think? Come up to the mic and tell us. I think he's walking um, towards. Walking towards? Walking, yeah. I think it's um, a, like... I think it's almost a nod to Kobe. Kobe has a picture just like that. Optical illusion. Ah, yeah. like it's a, it's a, almost like a homage to Kobe. Yeah, he's he's doing a picture like that uh, Kobe picture. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. And everybody else that is, makes total sense. Well, everybody else is speculating. He's trying to tell us something. He's you know with. Uh, Philip Rivers leaving San Diego. Yeah, let's all read between the lines. Is, What's the implication? He's a California guy. He wants to go play a year out there. He's leaving the Patriots. Patriots fans are up in arms. America's just glad you're not in the Super Bowl this year. That's a fact. Do you want to know what the most ten most common beers are? Well, I, I would assume Bud Light is number one because it's the number one selling beer in America. These are the ten most popular beers that Super Bowl watchers will drink. And you are correct. Bud Light at the top, Budweiser, Corona, Samuel Adams, Coors Light, Miller Light, Blue Moon, Heineken, Mick Ultra, and Stella Artois is number ten. Yeah, I like Stella. Heineken's not bad. I, I generally uh, don't go for the light beers. I want... Uh, more alcohol, and I'm more than willing to take the calories that come with that. That's a choice I'm making. I can I can verify that. I can verify that. <laughs> I like the IPAs, but I like a good stout. I've got some, some crazy numbers, too, on what the average person will eat. I read something like 11,000 calories, and that some people have as many as... 19 different foods. Food comas, man. That's what people do. It's food comas when you're watching this game. I'll give you a few of them, okay? So the average person is going to eat or sample 19 different foods on Sunday. And it's not necessarily just like one bite of each food. And it totals out, you're absolutely right, at 11,000 calories. And this is not including your drinks from your soda and your beer and and whatever, your beverages of choice to wash this all down. Wow. 2.7 wings, 3.2 slices of pizza, 2.1 servings of fries, 3.4 bags of chips, 1.9 bowls of chili, 2.4 burgers, 1.7 sliders, a couple of hot dogs, 2.7 portions of nachos, three pieces of fried chicken. I'm not done. 1.8 servings of ribs. Uh, 1.7 sausages, 1.6 slices of cake, 1.8 brownies, 1.8 bowls of ice cream, 2.1 subs. I'm not kidding you. 1.7 bags of candy, 1.9 chocolate bars, 2.3 bowls of salad. Because you're just, you're going to set up the spread. People are coming over for the day, and you're just going to pick at all of this all day, apparently. I don't think every person does this, but that's a lot of what we're going to consume. I call bull crap. Okay, I'm just hey, I'm just reporting what's in front of me, buddy. I've been going to Super Bowl parties and football parties for all my life. I have tailgated before professional and college football games. And I've never seen one person eat that much food ever anywhere 
any of those situations. Um, Come on. Bush's beans set a Guinness World Record by making 1,000... A 1,087-pound batch of seven-layer dip, which is, by the way, uh, the most popular food item in seven different states. Buffalo chicken dip won six, then blue cheese dip won three, beer cheese dip won two, lobster dip and hot cheese dip both won one. However, do you know what food is the most popular in the largest number of states or the most states Uh, and what it is? uh, Loaded potato skins. Cocktail weenies. Okay. Most popular in 11 different states. I went to a Super Bowl party once and they deep fried a turkey. And there was probably 50 people there. And that turkey got torn apart and devoured. But I don't, I didn't see anybody at that party eat as much food as, as what you just listed off there. I mean, how on earth you're going to have three wings, two slices of pizza, and then you're going to have some fries and about 18 other things. Come on now. There is also scoop as we dissect the Super Bowl a little bit here on the Sports Illustrated Show ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. A whole buttload of different Super Bowl commercials that are out and available. Uh, you can preview a lot of them. You used to have to wait till the game, but now if you go online, it really won't take long before you can probably see the vast majority of them. They're not all publicly available yet, but most of them are. You know, and I used to do that. I used to, I, I was totally drawn into seeing the commercials, the Super Bowl commercials ahead of time, but now I'm purposely trying to avoid it. Like, I've only seen one. I've seen the little Naz, Sam Elliott. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus Doritos commercial. I'm gonna th- I've, I've seen that, but and the Mr. Peanut thing, which yeah. is all over the place. I'm gonna throw a few at, at you. The, there's an Audi ad with Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Uh, there's a couple of Bud Light ads for with Post Malone in them. There's a Cheetos ad with MC Hammer and Can't Touch This. A John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are in an ad for Genesis. There's a Little Caesars ad with Rain Wilson. You might know him from The Office. Key has got an ad featuring Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Microsoft has one that's out already. Pop-Tarts does. TurboTax does. Bet you Baker Mayfield will be in something. The Pepsi Zero. Yeah, yeah. Pepsi Zero Sugar has one with Missy Elliott. Uh, that's out now. There's just so many. I mean, that's just some. I'm touching. It's it's the surface. Uh, there's the Groundhog Day one with Bill Murray. I mean, I could go on and on and on of how many are already available, but I'll spare you. But that's just some of the nonsense as far as the commercials, which for some people, let's be honest, it is the draw of the game. The food for some people, the commercials for others, and some do actually watch for the halftime show. That's really all they're interested in. And then the rest of us watch the game. Well, look, there's some very funny commercials that get done for the Super Bowl, and it's almost like the pinnacle of Madison Avenue advertising achievement, you know, they really put a lot of effort into these commercials. So you're seeing really the the best ones that are done by the brightest minds making commercials. You want to hear some more of the nonsense surrounding the Super Bowl on Sunday? So Jimmy Kimmel, you know how he does the mean tweets segment on the show? Yes. He had some NFL players read some mean tweets about themselves heading into Super Bowl Sunday. I thought I would share a little bit of this with you. Oh, hold on. That's my bad. Hit the wrong thing. Let me let me correct that. Human error. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm a crybaby, and I have a butt in my chin. 
I imagine Patrick Mahomes' barber is a superhero who has to run out and save the world every time he gets halfway through Mahomes' haircut. <laughs> this dude, Travis Kelsey, looks like the Notre Dame leprechaun. Joey Bosa's nose is so big, it looks like he's been lying every day for his whole life. It's a good one. Sonny Michelle, more like Panasonic Michelle so far. Clay Matthews is the type of dude who farts into a bottle of Sunny D, puts it in the fridge, and then consumes it the next morning. That was just weird, but those yeah. are actual tweets at people, at players that are in the Super Bowl for both teams, and they read them themselves. Some interesting facts about the Super Bowl. There's so there's so many. Uh, Chiefs 49ers have never met in a Super Bowl. I didn't know. I don't know if you know that. You knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Okay. First appearance for the Chiefs in 50 years. We all knew that. 1970, they beat the Vikings. It was Super Bowl IV, first and only Lombardi Trophy. A lot of us knew that. Chiefs' Andy Reid, for example, just the 24th head coach in NFL history to appear in more than one Super Bowl, previously with the Eagles in Super Bowl Thirty-Nine in the 2004-2005 season, and they lost to the Patriots that year because doesn't it seem like everybody did every other year? But there's all sorts of interesting facts. I mean, it's a matchup of strength. Kansas City had the NFL's second-best pass offense. San Francisco had the league's second-best pass defense. And on and on. It's amazing the intricate detail that they will analyze and overanalyze and then reanalyze again this game. And it, and it happens over the course of two weeks. I guess you got to have something to do to fill the time scoop. Well, it's the seventh appearance in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. And if they win... They'll have six Super Bowl titles, which will tie them with the Steelers and the Patriots. And this is something I want to happen because I want both of those collective fan bases to cry like little babies at the end of the game Sunday night when they have to share that little bit of factoid NFL history with another team. Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes is the fifth youngest quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl. Like, I never would have even thought about that during the course of the game if I didn't just read that right now. 120 different footballs are typically used during the Super Bowl. And with New England not playing, I guess they're expected to be properly inflated. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in. It was my terrible sports dad joke. We got more Super Bowl stuff for you. Well, actually, I've actually got some quotes from some of the players. I, I found a few that I thought were interesting. We'll share some different perspective on that. A little bit more on the Super Bowl it has to happen next. And we're going to do that on the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Join us Monday for the Jerry McNamara Show. Live from the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. GMAC and Seth Goldberg look back on the last SU game and preview what's to come. The defense is getting there, I think, for us. That's the one side we don't talk about a lot. The Jerry McNamara Show presented by GMC Foods and Mackenzie Hughes Lawfer. The ability to shoot should hopefully open up our open court game. The Jerry McNamara Show. Live from the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. Monday from 7 to 8. ESPN 97.7 and 100. Hi, this is Jennifer Longley here at Longley Dodge Ram, your CNY truck town dealer. Looking for a great lease on a Ram? Stop in today during our Start Something New sales event. Lease a 2019 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Warlock four-wheel drive for only $3.39 a month with zero down. That's 
That's right. Zip. Zero zilch do it signing. You heard that right. Only $3.39 a month for a 2019 Warlock with no money down. Stop in and check out the great deals for yourself during our Start Something New sales event at Longley Dodge Ram, County Route 57 in Fulton. Shop us online at longleybros.com for our complete inventory. And check out our Facebook page to see more great deals. This lease is for 39 months, 10 k per year with 25 cents over mileage charge with approved credit through Ally Financial. Lease includes current or competitive lease cash, first payment, taxes and fees included in payment structure, DMV Extra, stock number 16837, offer ends 13120. This is Ed Levine, President and CEO of Galaxy Media Partners. At Galaxy, we are about to celebrate our 30th anniversary of serving Central New York. My wife and I live here, and we continue to continue to live here for many years. Galaxy started as a radio company, and we still love radio and are deeply committed to being live and local on the radio. Our radio success has allowed us to branch off into an events division, a sports marketing group, a digital company, and now in partnership with Syracuse University, we have a streaming TV network which talks SU Sports 24-7. But at the heart of it all is our commitment to Central New York. You may have heard recently about the moves at iHeartMedia, both here and across the country. They clearly have a different point of view from Galaxy, which is unfortunate. My goal here is to simply reiterate that we are not them. We live here. We work here. We broadcast from here. And after 30 years, we are more committed than ever to being here, our home, Central New York. Thanks for listening. Dial in your game with the latest gear, apparel, and more at the annual golf show at Turning Stone Resort Casino, presented by Pepsi. Be the first to demo 2020's hottest new golf tech from dozens of the biggest brands. Enter the men's and women's closest to the pin contest and win two rounds of championship golf. Plus guest speakers, giveaways, and more. Don't miss the annual golf show, February 14th through the 16th. Learn more at turningstone.com. Broadcasting live from downtown Syracuse. We are live. We are local. We are Galaxy Media Partners. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Discover the better by Burdick experience at Burdick Toyota. Better deals, better service, even drive a better SUV. Who doesn't like better? If better is what you want, come lease the brand new all-wheel drive 2020 RAV4 LE with Toyota Safety Sense Standard. Just $225 a month. For 36 months, with 4,500 total due at signing at Burdick Toyota. Rather buy, your new 2020 RAV4 LE is now just 26310 after 1,000 Toyota finance cash applied. There's truckloads of new RAV4s arriving daily. Come pick out your new RAV4 from Burdick, your tested, trusted Toyota dealer in Cicero. Shop BurdickToyota.com. Lease payment includes tax, 9750 dog fee, $650 acquisition fee, DMV extra, security deposit waived, 10,000 miles per year, 15 cents per thereafter. For Tier 1 Plus buyers through Toyota Financial, buy price plus tax, DMV and 9750 dog fee. Must finance through TFS on approved credit, MSRP 28768, ends 2-3-20. Hey everyone, it's Nikki and Kelly. How would you like to go to work every day saying, I love my job, where teamwork and hard work is not only valued, but rewarded? Then you may be a perfect fit to join GNC Foods. We are growing and looking to add to our outstanding team in the warehouse and Class A drivers. We offer career advancements for our entire staff, employee bonuses, and so much more. You'll earn great money, work hard, and make a lot of friends. At GNC Foods, we have that unique atmosphere you've been searching for. Head over to gcfoods.com slash careers or check out our Facebook page. 
It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So... There's a quarterback for one of the teams that's in the Super Bowl on Sunday by the name of Jimmy Garoppolo, who initially was with the Patriots. And then, of course, we all know he got traded out there. So did you know he played for a couple seasons at Eastern Illinois, which was a previous stop of Dino Babers? I'm sure many people knew that. He had some very nice things to say. He told the media yesterday, well, this, I'm going to share it with you right now. I wouldn't be here without him. I can say that. It's just everything that he did for me my last two years of college, bringing in the uh, Baylor offense and, and all that stuff, it changed my college career uh, indefinitely. Can't thank him enough. Yeah, he, he's a great man. He's a great man. Wouldn't be, it's, it's fair to say he might not be where he is now without Dino Babers being his coach for a couple of years. In the two seasons that he was there, 19-7, and seven, that was a record. Previous two seasons, Jimmy Garoppolo's career before Dino Babers took over as his coach, 4-18. and 18. Passed for about 9,000 yards, 53 touchdowns, 9 interceptions in his senior year. Won the Walter Payton Award, the Heisman Trophy of FCS football. A lot of credit goes to Dino Babers. Not bad. And Dino, for his part, when speaking on Jimmy, said, I've told people a thousand times he's the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen. That's high praise. Yeah. I, I mean, when some, you consider the source, when somebody like Dino Babers says something like that about you, you know, everybody's down a little bit because it was an off year and you had the expectations because of the previous 10-2 and two season. Dino Babers knows football. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to coach men beyond the football field. Because you've got to, I mean, you're 22, 23 years old and you leave college and you've got to move on. Some guys go to the pros and you don't know how much of a role you play in their ultimate success moving forward in their life. It's outstanding, man. It just, you just love to see that. It's amazing where the little football tree kind of sprinkles yeah. out into, where it branches out into. There's a great example right in our own backyard. Obviously, he, Jimmy wants to give some love to Dino. Absolutely. You know? He felt the need to say that, so that's, that's just a great thing to see. Uh, Pat Mahomes, the other quarterback, I thought since we brought up Jimmy Garoppolo, I would just share... The words of Pat Mahomes and his pursuit of greatness. This is his mindset heading into the game. One of the things I want to talk to you about, and this feels probably very big picture right now as you try to prepare for a game, but the pursuit of greatness. How much do you think about that pursuit? I mean, you do think about it. Uh, being an athlete, you want to go out there and be the uh, the best you can be for the team, the best player that can be on the field every single time you get the opportunity to. But like you said, it's a it's a big picture thing, and I know that it's going to take a lot of hard work and dedication every single day if I if I want to be considered in any of those type of categories at the end of my career. That's what you like to hear from your quarterback. That's Pat Mahomes. Interesting observation about the offenses of both teams from Drew Brees. Kind of interested if you consider the source, what he has to say about that as they match up. Yesterday, we had broken down the numbers, and other than Garoppolo throwing for quite a few more interceptions, their numbers were actually really similar. I guess Mahomes gets a little credit for being a little bit more mobile and on his feet and things like that, but you just heard Scoop tell you about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty accurate, too. But this is Drew Brees' breakdown 
on the differences between Kansas City and San Francisco's offense. Kind of fascinating. What you see with, with Kansas City's offense is Mahomes' ability to improvise, right, is, I mean, second to none. There's a few guys that can do it as well as, as he does it. Um, and obviously they got a ton of weapons to throw the ball to. So that's going to be the source of a lot of their success is his ability to do that and find those guys like Kelsey and Tyree Kill and others. I feel like the uh, Niners offense is a bit more, you know, hey, we're going to run the ball, right. we're going to wide zone, we're going to sure. run the toss plays, we're going to th- do the screen game, and then we're going to take our shot, you know, and then we're going to work a little quick game. I think Jimmy G's more of a rhythm passer, and yet when he needs to, he's a good athlete and he can make some plays. Um, but they're different formulas. They're not the same offense, right? Different formulas, but both can be very effective. Yeah, you listen when somebody like Drew Brees gives you a breakdown like that. It's kind of like Tony Romo in the booth. You listen when he's talking because these guys really, really understand what they're talking about. Sports Show ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. What say you to that, Scoop? Well, I obviously, the, the whole Chiefs offense and Mahomes, what they do, the broken plays, what he can do with his legs, the improvising, that's sexy. That's caught everybody's attention. Everybody is gravitating towards that. Because I don't think most people really understand a lot of what the 49ers are doing. And if you watch closely on Sunday and throughout the playoffs and throughout the season, one of the things the 49ers are great at is they do these shifts. They do motion. Actually, they're shifting and motioning on about 80% of all of their plays. And what they're doing is they're trying to actually, by moving their guys around, they're trying to set up some unique blocking schemes, and they're trying to get the defense to show their hand in terms of what the defense is trying to do or what they're going to key on. And they've been very successful at that. This is your hide-and-seek? Exactly. This is your hide-and-seek for the 49ers and what they're trying to do before every snap. Continue. They, they line personnel up and you know i mean gosh you'll you'll see uh the the tight end go into a halfback position smart and what they part of that is is they they know where they're going to go with the ball okay so they're also kind of setting up blocking lanes and so then you wind up with, with a game like they had in the the championship against the packers when it's like garoppolo doesn't have to throw it's more likely that they're going to get 30 yards on the ground than they get 30 in the air. So he didn't have to. And they've, they've got all these great weapons. So defenses see those guys on the field. They react. And then the ball goes somewhere else you don't expect. And it, it's, it's a cat and mouse game. And they're, it's what Kyle Shanahan has done so very well. It's, it's, it's not. It's not uh, evident, so openly evident. It's easy to see Patrick Mahomes and his skill and his talent and those explosive weapons that he has. But this is this is shiftier. It's almost it, it sounds to me like like risk management almost. In other words, they're taking a couple seconds before the snap to determine, okay, what do we do that is least likely to result in a turnover? And us to gain positive yardage. It doesn't necessarily have to be that theory. I'm coming in. We're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, or we're going to pass, pass, pass. It's we're just going to figure it out in the moment right before. And we have a couple of things that we check off to assess the risk 
And then Jimmy Garoppolo, with a high football IQ, has to then say, and it's it's beyond being a game manager because he clearly can throw the ball if he needs to. But like you just said, we're not going to do it until we've assessed the risk. This is a smart time to throw the ball, not because of how many yards to get a first down, not because of what down it is, but because right now this will work best. I do think they, the 49ers try to impose their will. Like one of the things that they do, I, I talked about blocking lanes and what have you, but their wide receivers are expected to hit guys and block downfield to help take those intermediate gains into long gains. And it opens up seams. I and, mean, yeah, and, and right if after they the can, catch. And, and when they shift, they're, they're, it's not always necessarily that, you know, they're, they're trying to maybe check off a couple of, Three different plays. They know what they're going to do. They're trying to impose their will, but they're setting up how they're going to block for the play, and they kind of want to see where where's the, uh, the defense going to react. How are they going to react? What are they doing here? What who are they focused on? And then maybe some of your other options grow out of that. Scoop and rain here on the Sports Show ESPN Radio. Marcus Spears was on Get Up this morning. And he had this to say overall. He thinks that Kansas City offense is going to be a little bit too much when it's all said and done. This is a classic, does defense win championship question, right? And I don't think so. Kansas City offense right now, man, it's like when you got, uh, it's like them cartoons when you got leaks all over a pot and you're putting one out and the other one start hitting you in the face and then you put two fingers out and then you get ten fingers up there and you realize, I ain't got no more damn fingers and it's still leaking. That's what Kansas City offense is. So I, I just think this matchup really results in Patrick Mahomes and what Kansas City Chiefs offense has done all season long. Uh, we got a puppy bowl to get to, don't we? Yeah. Oh, no, we're not really going to get into that, but that'll be on in the house when you come over early with pizza. Let me just counter with this fact that I, I popped out yesterday. Sure. The 49ers have an NFL high 57 sacks this season. They're the seventh team in the last 15 seasons to enter a Super Bowl with more than 55 sacks. And the previous six have all won the Super Bowl. That's about defense, baby. Defense wins championships. This, as we were talking about when we were referencing Syracuse and Duke tomorrow, this is why you play the game, because until you play the game, you don't know what variables are going to come into play, who's going to have a good or a bad day, and how it's all going to end. What if we come in here on Monday and we talk about Nick Bosa, not only as the rookie of the year, but the Super Bowl MVP? That could happen. It could absolutely happen. And it doesn't happen all the time that you see a defensive player get that. Instead of the Puppy Bowl, why don't we come back with the annual EA Sports Super Bowl simulation that they do on Madden every year? I'll give you a little bit more of a breakdown on that. The SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Lane and Scoop. The Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW basketball postgame show tomorrow night after the SU Duke game with Seth Everett and Eric Devendorf. They're going to recap the game. They'll take your calls, and you'll get to see Coach Bayheim's press conference tomorrow night. So the annual EA Sports Super Bowl simulation on Madden happened. They always do that and try to predict the outcome of the Super Bowl. This time around, the prediction is that the Chiefs will beat the 49ers 35 to 31. They've been right 10 of the past 16 years, but wrong the last two years. 
I think that's the best part of this. They've been wrong the last two years. They're like Stephen A. Smith predicting the NBA Finals. It's a simulation, though. They have predicted uh, right a lot of times, though. I guess they're saying, Scoop, that uh, Mahomes is going to throw an 18-yard touchdown pass in the last few seconds to end up sealing the win 35-31. to I don't know if it's ever happened exactly like the simulation breaks it down, breaks it down, but it's kind of an interesting thing to look out for, I suppose, if you can remember that when you have a food coma in your half in the bag. I think they predicted Mahomes as the MVP as well as part of their simulation. Could definitely see it happening. A lot of people are hyped for Andy Reid, though. He said this as far as his support. I mean, it's been 50 years since Kansas City has been in a Super Bowl. His one and only chance in 2004 with Dean Ab as his quarterback. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, no, listen, I'm humbled by it. Um, very humbled by it. I mean, I've got great guys here, friends likewise around the league, been doing a long time, so I appreciate that. But this game's not, this is about this team, uh, the guys that have worked so hard to get where they're at right now, the players, the coaches. It's about the organization. You'd love to say it's a one-man, that's not what this is. It's a team, it's a team effort even getting to this position, so... It's not about one person at all. And right now my complete focus is on making sure that we as coaches do a good job and as players do a good job in this in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid has got to want this so bad. So bad. It's got to be unimaginable. I mean, he, he wants to reach the pinnacle of his profession that he's dedicated his life to. And, and I mean, he... You know, you've heard the jokes about Andy Reid on and off over the years if you're a diehard football fan. And, I mean, he hears enough about his mustache and the fact that he couldn't win it before. But I'd like to see him win it now. I really would. I, I'm rooting for him. I really kind of am. He's he's taken on a different place in my fandom. I think I mentioned it a couple times this week, and I think a lot of people feel that way. You've softened on Andy Reid, and you're like, you know what? It's his time. I sense that, too, on the part of a lot of people. I think you've softened on Andy Reid. I have. Because you didn't like him because he was a Philadelphia Eagle. I would say okay. you're correct. But, look, there are reasons to feel bad for Kyle Shanahan, 28-3. to Like, you want to talk about things that you want to erase from your past. I think he has a lot more years left in the game to get his than Andy uh, Reid okay. does. Maybe so. But, look, I, I wouldn't want that. As part of my record. Then again, with Pat Mahomes, Andy could probably stick around a couple more years, and and this might be a good window of opportunity. Kansas City is pretty excited overall in general. Like you, we've talked about it. Everybody's talking about it. It's been fifty years. Super Bowl four was the last time. Again, we look forward to the challenge of playing the 49ers. We know they're a good football team, and uh, an exciting game, I think, for the fans. Uh, two good teams playing each other. I know uh, the city of Kansas City is um, on fire right now with excitement. 33 states are pulling for the Chiefs, uh, including most of Central and Midwestern America, plus Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Arizona, Colorado, Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii. 17 states are rooting for the 49ers. You could see that breakdown at housemethod.com. All sorts of numbers and information and periphery surrounding Super Bowl Sunday scoop. I'm wondering about the TV ratings. If they will be like, you know, astronomical best ever, or if they'll be down because the Patriots are not in the Super Bowl. I think that draws eyes to the game because there's people who just love to hate them. And especially among peripheral fans, 
They go, oh, I can't stand them. They cheat. You know, and they really don't watch a lot of football. But I think there is that feeling out there. And, and maybe the ratings go down because you don't have the big bad bully uh, in the game this year. Or they just want to see those commercials that cost $5 million a piece. Can you give me that for one second? A 30-second commercial during this weekend's Super Bowl costs over $5 million. Here's what else you could buy for $5 bucks: 11 Lamborghinis, 300,000 pizzas, 10,000 iPhones, over 1 million Big Mac meal deals, 42,000 NFL footballs, or 10 million Twinkies. $5 bucks. Think about that when you're flushing the toilet between quarters. Think about that when you're on the block next with Brent Axe. The Sportzilla Show done for the day. See you again at 3 o'clock on Monday. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.